San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Ryan Eagle. I am Jason Minix. 5.30 on a Thursday, time to talk to the general. John McLean of the Houston Chronicle joining us now as he does every week. Get the latest on the combine, everything happening up in Indianapolis. John, how's your Thursday? Jason and Joe, my day is going great. I hope yours is too. This is the first combine I've not attended since it went moved to India in 1987, other than last year when the pandemic caused it to be canceled. But I'm writing stories every day. I'm watching it on television. And our beat writer, Brooks Cabina from the Chronicle, he's there for the first time doing a great job. So, Outstanding. So yeah. he, he gets to go eat at St. Elmo's in your place? Yeah, if I never go to St. Elmo's, I think it's the most overrated steak place <laughs> in the country. And uh, But if I want one of their red-hot uh, boiled shrimps that they're famous for. You get four shrimp for like eighteen ninety five, and the reason it's set apart is because they put so much horseradish in their sauce. And if you want that, you don't need to go to Elmo's right down the streets. Harry and Izzy's with the exact same menu. Nice. Okay. Well, the next time I'm in Pro Indianapolis, tip. yeah, that's a that's a vet move right there, John. I got to tell you, you know, we we heard from Lovey Smith today. And the more I hear from that guy, the more I am convinced that the Houston Texans won the lottery. Well, they sure hope you're right, Joe, because <laughs> it took him a while to figure it out when he was right there under his nose. And I can't remember if I told you guys this week, I've compared it to like, you see these romantic comedies where a guy's got a best friend, a woman. And she's inviting him in all his dates, and it never works out. And then he realizes she's been right there under his nose the whole time. He comes to his senses. They fall in love and live happily ever after. Now, Lovey Smith is going to get fired at some point because all coaches do. But um, he has come in, and, and where they had so much turmoil with the coaching search, and they looked so bad when they were about to name Josh McCown as the head coach with no experience. And then all of a sudden, after the Brian Flores lawsuit, caused him to take a step back, reevaluate, and there's Lovey. And so Lovey had been working on the search because he's an associate head coach with so many connections that they used him to check out can- potential candidates. So they interviewed him and officially interviewed him the next day, announced him that afternoon. And people He's been very smart. You know, he's been in Chicago nine years, Tampa two years. If you look at what he did the last eight years with with uh, the Bears, he was 24 games over 500. Coach of the year, Super Bowl, he lost. Then with the Bucks, he played a rookie quarterback, uh, Jameis Winston. They improved by four wins, and he got fired because they wanted their offense coordinator, Dirk Cutter, to be the head coach with Jameis Winston. So, then he went to the University of Illinois, and I contend, Joe and Jason, had he come back and just been a defensive coordinator, he would have had that third chance before now. But the Texans have been really pleased to this point. He's going to run the defense. Pat Hamilton will run the offense. They got the coaches they wanted. And so they know who the quarterback is. 
They do have a lot of pieces in place, but they still have a whole lot of needs, starting with the running game and the pass rush. Well, and one of the things that we heard from Lovey Smith on the podium that that I appreciated the most outside of the, the player issues that they're obviously going to be doing work on there in Indianapolis is, hell no, Nick Casario is not going to be on the headsets <laughs> with me during the game. Well, he did it with Bill Belichick for years because Belichick asked him to. He was on the headset with uh, Belichick and offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels because he'd been a coach two different times, and they appreciated his opinion. So he did that here last year with David Cully, continuing what he did. And Cully, you know, wasn't going to tell him no, but I think it's interesting that that Lovey has said that. Obviously, they had it worked out because that's one of the first things he was asked at his news conference about uh, Casario being on the headset. And another thing Casario does, and he did in New England, he goes to practice, he puts on his practice clothes, and he throws passes to the receivers as like he's one of the quarterbacks, and he runs around during practice like he's still a coach. He doesn't interfere, and it's all very subtle. But we, we got a kick out of watching him last year in training camp, and I don't know if he'll st- still do that. But uh, he's the general manager, and he's the boss. He can do anything he wants. And uh, if Lovey doesn't want him doing that, he's smart not to do it. I just like the direction that Lovey has brought to this thing, and it, and it seems like a discipline that the Texans haven't had in, in, in some time. Obviously, John, they've got to rebuild. They've got to get this team back on track. And, and I know we talk about this every week, but the I guess the best way they're going to be able to do that, or certainly one of the ways, is to trade Deshaun Watson. I know there's rumors out there all over the place, and I know you guys there in Houston, and you know this better than anybody, are just kind of in a holding pattern. But have you heard anything else, is it, or, or is it just that? We're just in a holding pattern until he gets this thing worked out. Absolutely not. You're not hearing anything. If you do, it's people making it up. Um <laughs> Uh, they're waiting to see how it plays out. Nobody's going to make a trade for him with 20, 22 civil suits accusing him of sexual assault and sexual misconduct. And uh, uh, one other thing, I can't remember what what it was, but uh, they're hoping to eventually get it worked out. You know, Lovey has said when he's asked he'd like to get it done, but he's patient because they don't have any other choice but to be patient. They have nine draft choices right now. They have first, second, and third round. Uh, two picks in the third round. So they're in good shape for the first time since they drafted Titus Howard number one in 2019 because Bill O'Brien's trades cost them the last two number ones and number two last year. Then next year they already have 10 draft choices. So you don't want too many rookies. Like any trade for Watson is going to be spread out. They're not going to say, okay, we want if you got two ones, two ones and your two because I always tell people too many rookies is like a salad with too much green. It's just not as good. So I think any trade would include players over the next couple of years. Problem is they they here's where they're in a predicament. Uh, of the teams that were interested last year, teams like the Jets and the 49ers and the Bears in New England, they all drafted quarterbacks in the first round. So they're out of the market. And so now – even though there's no great quarterback prospect, if you are a team like, say, Carolina is sixth and Denver's ninth, they were two of the most interested teams along with Philadelphia and Miami all the way up to the trade deadline, even though Watson said he would only go to Miami. 
Now Miami's out of the picture, and he can still turn teams down because of that no trade clause. But I'm guessing he's going to end up in Carolina or Denver. Well, what if uh, one of them takes Kenny Pickett and the other one takes Malik Willis or Matt Corral? They're not going to trade for Watson, even though he's much better than they are and a proven product. If they use a first-round pick on a quarterback, they're going to give that quarterback time. So then there are even fewer options, and so it's out of both of their hands. Watson has no control, and the Texans don't either. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle joining us here on the Blitz, as he does every Thursday. And, you know, Watson is is one of many quarterbacks that are – well, maybe going to be on a different team next year. You know, Russell Wilson in Seattle, where will he end up? Aaron Rodgers still has to make a decision. When you look at some of the marquee big-name quarterbacks that could be on the move, which one, John, do you think most likely is to end up on a different team? Well, I've said for two years, Jason, it won't be Wilson. He'll be there, and it won't be Aaron Rodgers. He'll be in Green Bay because Rodgers is all about money. He won't say that, of course, but when he went, when his agent went to Green Bay after the 2020 season, shortly, and came back without a contract extension, that's when it was leaked to Adam Schefter. He thought about retiring, and it's been a constant source of controversy ever since. But the Packers have done everything he could possibly want, instead, of, including dusting off quarterback coach Tom Clements to come back. So I fully expect him to be there with an extension. Russell Wilson has told everybody who listens he's going to be back. But a lot of people in the media generate hits, try to create controversy by acting like there's still a chance. And I don't know what else Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll can say to make people understand he's not going anywhere. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be traded, but he's got to have surgery on his throwing shoulder. So how attractive does that make him? Now, last time we saw a starting quarterback have the problem where you knew they were going to trade him was Drew Brees. And I always tell people, look how different sports, college football and NFL would have changed if Nick Saban, the head coach at Miami, had gotten the quarterback he wanted, Drew Brees, instead of being stuck with Dante Culpepper coming off knee surgery by his general manager. He may never have left Miami, and all those teams lost to Alabama in the championship game might have won championships, including the Longhorns. And so uh, it's it's amazing how that worked out. But Garoppolo is no breeze, of course, and he might not bring more than a fourth or fifth-round pick. But when you have a guy who has a shoulder surgery, it's going to have to be a conditional pick based on how much he's able to contribute. And he had issues even before the surgery so they're certainly not going to get much for him they just want to get his 25 million off the cap and the payroll john i would imagine that uh i well i I won't imagine i'll ask you i'm happy that the covid rules are gone in the nfl are you with me or or no no they they one of the reasons they relaxed them in the playoffs because they didn't want players testing positive and missing playoff games like they did in regular season. And they were able to have some of the most exciting playoffs in history. And so I think that's what motivated them to get rid of it. They'll still have a smaller testing facility rather than the big trailer that everybody got tested. We, we in the media got tested once a week for the last two years and going through the big trailer didn't take any time. But if a player has symptoms, and he wants to be tested, they don't want him to have to go 
stand in line somewhere. So they'll still have an on-site facility, just not manned with as many people so they can get an immediate test. John McLean of the Houston Chronicle. Follow him on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. John, always appreciate the insight. We'll visit next week. Joe and Jason, thank you guys very much. Always appreciate you having me on, and have a great rest of the week. Thanks, Certainly John. Will. Absolutely. Yeah.